passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Poison Rana. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Podcast Addict. There we go. And whatever else you use. Like youtube.com slash post wrestling. Hello, everyone. Hello, postmarks. Hello, up next, Burts. Hello. Friends. 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 <laughs> uh, it's Tuesday. That means the dust is settled. We've stood. We delivered. We've had honor. We've had halls of Spring fame. Breaks. We've yeah, we've been Hollywood, yeah. and we've had two nights of WrestleMania, and on top of that, a Raw that may or may not have been controlled and run by Vince McMahon. Yeah. And we're here on Tuesday. What a whirlwind of a week. Whew. I didn't even mention WWE being sold in that yeah, breath yeah, that's either. A, yeah, sorry, I should have. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the big one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, crazy week. We've had a lot going on here uh, at uh, Poison Rana, post-wrestling. Um, we... Hosted two nights of a WrestleMania watch party oh at boy. Gabby's, which Did we, ever. Uh, we had a, a great time at. Uh, you can hear all about it on our Poison Rana show we released yesterday, where we gave all our thoughts on WrestleMania and how the uh, the event at Gabby's went. Um, and then, yeah, we were quite beat up yesterday from uh, like all this all wrestling um, that we decided to treat ourselves to to all you can eat wings. 
at Hooters. Yeah. And how many pounds did we do each, Brayden? I don't really want to talk about that, <laughs> uh, but we did five pounds of we wings each. We did five each. pounds of wings each, followed by a few Guinness, and then came back to watch Raw. We were all excited. We felt disgusting about ourselves. And then we watched Raw, and we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Triple H said, hey, we're not going anywhere. Boy, he meant that. They weren't going anywhere. Mm. Maybe he meant Vince wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> weird, weird couple of days in wrestling, because uh, if you listen to our Poison Rana show, um, follow our feed, just Poison Rana pod. Yeah, hey, go check out PoisonRana.ca. It links to everything that we do. Of course, we're here on the post-wrestling feed, and uh, shout out John Away, who've had a cra- They deserve a week oh, off. Yeah. I can't believe doing Marathon a Raw man. after that. Yeah, shout out John Away, and everyone involved with postwrestling.com. Uh, but me and Davey, we do a bunch of other stuff over on our feed, and yeah, we did a little bit of a Monday wrestlemania roundup giving thoughts of all the the wrestling through the weekend so go check and out it's, that it's feed. possibly the most positive we've both been about like a main roster show for as long as we've been doing this two nights honestly. i yeah i thought that was an incredible wrestlemania both absolutely nights. really really loved the whole thing this year yeah i'm really positive on this year i mean it, it just felt big go- the hype going into it this time felt like wrestlemania season wrestling just has this like boom as of late but not only that they just they delivered with just a bit of the wrestling, bit of the spectacle, bit of the storytelling, bit of Shane McMahon, a bit of Shane McMahon, a little bit of everything. So really, I, I thought it was a home run. And then who are we to? We were just bamboozled yet again. Like boy who cried wolf is WWE because yeah. So let, let's talk about it a little bit yeah. before we go into like our plugs because we're kind of on it right now. Um, but yeah, we, we sat down and watched Raw yesterday and we're quite excited and we're like, oh, Raw after Mania. Um, let's, is anyone going to be brought up? Are there going to be uh, NXT right call-ups? Returns? Yeah. Like, what kind of things we're getting? And I thought it started off pretty positively, um, Triple H coming out. Like, I can't think, it, it was actually a really refreshing speech at the time, I thought, because they always thank us, you know, the WWE universe, but just actually like giving a moment to you know, thank the talent back there and thank the staff and all that. Like, it it felt quite refreshing and it felt a bit of a celebration because I thought the weekend was quite buzzing. Good. But yeah. then you're hearing all these reports of, you know, last minute uh, changes to the, uh, to the script again, just like in the old days and things being advertised that didn't happen. And especially your, like, bait and switch with uh, the Brock Cody tag the end it it did feel like kind of like the old days and then reports that vince is in gorilla and there's there's reports of talent being unhappy and perhaps um not being like wanting their release or wanting to walk or whatever no mention of bailey yesterday someone who apparently last minute was kind of cut from the damage control segment um seems a bit we're on rocky roads again yeah, yeah, definitely in like a span of 24 hours, like after such a big WrestleMania weekend, and then to have Triple H, I don't know, it, it's weird. I, I we, Like, was that Triple H being like, see bye. Ya. Thanks, guys. <laughs> hope I did an okay job, and hope you enjoyed my first, my one and only season. I, I show ran a season of WWE. I yeah. hope it was okay. Yeah. Mania was great. Cheers. Thanks. Love you. Yeah, that's definitely what it felt like because uh, we're we we both don't watch Raw that regularly. WrestleMania season, I was definitely checking in, but there was so much stuff that still I wasn't loving that much. But then 
having such a huge WrestleMania, I don't think we were alone on that because the ratings looked pretty good from this Monday. But for like us watching it and then like a little going into it, we were like, this isn't that great. <laughs> and then as soon as like the, the Brock Cody thing happened, we assumed right away Brock would just be Brock and attack Cody. And then they didn't do that. Instead, they do a classic Vince move of knocking you over the head until you're sick of hearing it multiple times of the biggest Raw main event ever. Oh my goodness. The biggest Raw tag team match ever. Brock hasn't wrestled in a tag team match in 20 years. The biggest Raw match. And then wouldn't you know it, the match doesn't happen. Wrestled on Raw. Like that. Exactly. And then just for that not to even happen. And we, is just ha- classic. we had that uh, when we went to... Um WrestleMania in New York, the Monday after that, I think they advertised Kofi versus Seth, champion v. champion, and then it was tag match against the bar yeah. in the main event. Yeah, like, I I don't think... I think Brock is a, a great idea for Cody. Like, I listened to our review of WrestleMania. I'm not completely down on Cody not winning. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there is more story to be told here. And I think it's good that uh, you don't go to that rematch right away because... Eventually, Cody should win this thing, and it's not going to happen at a backlash, is it? It's going to happen at a mania. So he needs to be kind of doing other things. And what's better than a huge feud with Brock Lesnar? I think the idea is great, but just the execution, the the whole bait and switch. Just do it in the angle. Just do it in the segment. Don't make people think and wait. That's such a cheap cop-out Vince thing that I don't like. Especially, I think... Especially when it's a Raw after Mania, when I think compared to other Raws, you're likely to get have the attention throughout the night because people are waiting for that surprise return or whatever or a big angle. I think to advertise it is it's such a Vince move. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then then you're seeing kind of uh, the the tweet that Bailey sent out on uh, on Sunday um, saying like all love stories come to an end. Bye. Uh, Asuka saying, considering, oh, should I be going back to Japan? It Something something weird's going on. And I, I think especially all those people that were fired over the last few years who've been brought back can't be feeling too great about seeing Vince and Gorilla. There. Yeah, it's just a whole weird thing. It's just a whirlwind of events with like WrestleMania being pretty big and pretty successful, you would say, for WWE. For the huge news that you couldn't avoid like the last few days about Endeavor, UFC, WWE, that whole thing going everywhere. And then just the terrible cherry on top. The, the, the Especially considering that day he's going, I'm not going to be in the weeds. Yeah. you know. And then he sat there. Maybe it is just because it was night after Mania. We'll see what reports coming out of like SmackDown on Friday and Raw next week, whether he's there. But it, yeah, it it's a shame because I felt so positive coming out of WrestleMania. And as I said, it's not like... I like the idea of the the Brock feud. I'm sure there's a, plenty of good things that can be coming, but it's sad to just see the morale, like the the wind out of the balloon, just like instantly. Going yeah, right away. you were just you just had a success, like such a big weekend that I think a lot of fans were on the same page. Like, hey, that was a great WrestleMania, great job. Let's see what what's next. And then it's like, oh, okay, this is mm. this is what's next, and it's not that great. But hey, Cody Brock, that's a huge match. I think Cody should beat Brock. Get some revenge. I love seeing the the somewhat of them together, like as a tag team for the first few moments. Like that combo is just yeah. so ridiculous that you're like, okay, that could be fun. Um, but yeah, uh, backlash. I'm sure we'll have that that as a singles match. I'm sure we'll get Rey Mysterio and Bad Bunny involved mm-hmm. in some sort of match with Dom and, and Priest. He, but he had a good punch on him. 
Yeah, so Bad Bunny. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bad Bunny like died taking that table bump. Oh, yeah. So yeah, uh, some crazy stuff. But yeah, not the morale with Vince being back. Not the the greatest like so far. But really a great WrestleMania. So uh, still high off a, a whole weekend of wrestling and everything that we were doing. But yeah, still like now I'm just like okay, I'm wrestled out tonight. I did not want to watch NXT. <laughs> fair, like fair. I just was like okay, I'm I'm tapped out. But we did. We'll talk all about it for sure, but yeah, uh, lots of wrestling over this weekend. If you're a fan, hey, this is great. This it is doesn't it. stop, does it? It, it never stops. Stop. It just restarts. Dynamite tomorrow. I, I can't wait till Thursday. Yeah, I just can't wait for a day where I just don't have to watch wrestling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, on Thursdays? Yeah, I yeah, can't wait. Uh, we did do a two-week... Sorry, a two-week. Oh, man. See, I'm fried. I'm fried today for sure. We did a two-night back-to-back sell out WrestleMania watch party at Gabby's King Street Toronto downtown and go check out our Instagram at Poison Rana Pod for some pictures and some videos and some clips of the fun stuff that we had going on the weekend. Shout out anyone who showed up, including some of our listeners, some of our regular Toronto wrestling fans and friends and Shout out Andrew McDonald flying flying yeah. here to people the party. Flew in different people from all around the world and all around the country came in for this party. So we uh, are calling it a success as well. We had so much fun. We gave out replica titles and we had trivia and games and so much fun stuff. So yeah, this was uh, a lot of fun and we can't wait to do more. Obviously, Forbidden Doors coming down the line in June for Toronto. So we're looking at things for that. You know, my favorite moment of the two night watch party. What was it? Was well, so we we sold tickets in advance. Those we sold out, and then it was kind of uh, craziness. Pay, pay at the door. Yeah. Pay at the door for, uh, and we'll try and fit you in. And your girlfriend was running the door and I go over and this, this couple are about to buy tickets and they've got their money out. I snatch it from their hand and go, absolutely not. Get the fuck out. And we were shocked. There was this couple that tried, that dined and dashed on me the other week. Like this week, you said. Last Saturday. And they came back to try and come and see WrestleMania. And they had their (laughs) money out and was like, that's mine. No, you owe me money. So everyone applauded you. They didn't even time. argue. They didn't argue they at all. Yeah, they went, okay. ah, you got us. <laughs> wow. Dined and dashed a week ago and come back to the bar. Oh, it was so satisfying. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was that just... That was my WrestleMania moment. Yeah, Cody yeah. didn't have his, but I had mine. <laughs> I kicked a few people out too that were like trying to... One guy did the old, uh, oh, sorry, this is a ticketed event to watch the wrestling? Oh, okay. I, I don't want to watch that. I just, I just, can I just use the washroom? And, and we're like, yeah, sure. And then... A few minutes later, we see like one of the bartenders giving, like, not having a nice conversation. And then the guy comes back to me, like, I just want to complain here. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Well, your bartender here is just being so rude and this and that. I'm like, do you have a ticket for this thing? I don't see you're wearing a wristband. Nah. My girlfriend goes, yeah, didn't you just tell me you were going to the washroom? (laughs) No, I want to put in a complaint. I I hate this place. I'm like, great, leave, get out, (laughs) see you later. I'm like, wow, I'm learning how this this whole uh, event thing can work. Uh, But most of the time, most of the people were great. All all of the ticketed people were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of people. We had a lot of walk-ins and parties and drinks and banger moms and all sorts of stuff. But holy cow, what a weekend. So we are completely spent. And how better to celebrate than talk even more about all other wrestling. We're doing our NXT show today, but if you like us enough and sign up to our Patreon, we have uh, some bonus shows we do. We've got a whole back catalogue, over 500 shows where we talk about old wrestling, best matches ever, uh, movie reviews, 
And, well, we've got a new month, which means new schedule, which is still being finalized because <laughs> we have been kind of distracted with WrestleMania. But we are going to release this week a brand new episode of Best Match Ever. We've talked about Rey Mysterio. It's time to talk about Rey Mysterio Jr. Yes, we're talking about the best matches from Rey outside of WWE. Um, as as we still got the kind of the Ray buzz going on, you know, he just beat his kid. So why, <laughs> how better to celebrate than talk about other great matches? Now you know how much I support beating kids. <laughs> now, no, you know how much I love Ray Mysterio, and yeah, him going into the Hall of Fame is pretty crazy. So two big shows coming out. Look, a few months back, in honor of the great Muda with Bye Bye Muda going into the Hall of Fame, we did do a best match ever, Great Muda with WH Park. Later this month, we will be joined again by WH Park to chat about KG Muta. No, Muto. Muto. Oh, man, I'm going to get them all confused again. Anyways, we're having WH. He's going to curate another list of great matches, and we're going to go through that. But in honor of that, in a few weeks, we'll put out the old Patreon show, The Great Muta BME, for free on our Poison Rana feed. And we're going to do the same thing this week with our best match ever, Rey Mysterio, we put out a Patreon show where we looked at the best of Ray Ray in WWE. This week, I'm going to put it out for free over on our Patreon and then, sorry, over on our free feed, mm-hmm. but on our Patreon will be the new best match ever, Ray Mysterio Jr., looking at WCW, ECW, indie wrestling. There's an Osprey match, Lucha Underground. Yeah. We're going through everything, the best of Ray Mysterio. As we're recording this, we would love your feedback in to, for some recommendations. We're going to scour the best of Ray Mysterio, rate, review, and go through the best of Ray Mysterio Jr., which I'm super psyched about. So, yeah, some crazy shows coming up. But the real full schedule the rest of the month will come out as well. We got some other things. I know some up yours are in the works there for our world champs. So We're going to be doing Was Next, joined by uh, Chris Price and Anne-Marie, our Was Next experts, to talk all about 2013 NXT as we've come to the very end. So we're going to do a kind of year-in-review of that show. Uh, but also for free this week, we are in the final season of Succession. And last season, I did a kind of weekly review show. I'm bringing that back, and I'm kicking things off talking about episodes one and two this week with Jordan Goodman. And you can find that on Thursday on this feed. Excellent. On the Poison Rana feed. Sorry, yeah, so I'm many feeds. where I'm living right now. So many feeds. But hey, you should be following us if you use any social media. We're on all those things. And follow our outlets for when we drop these podcasts. You know what would be a good show we should have done? Maybe we do it next week. Super Mario Brothers, the movie, comes out this weekend. Maybe we should take a look back at a movie that came out 30 years ago called Super Mario wow, Brothers. Was it 30 years? It came yeah. out in May in 1993. You All can right. give it a month in advance. So maybe we'll take a look at that next week. Shout out, Shot in the Dark, John Ceno, who's taken a well-deserved vacation from writing about wrestling on postwrestling.com and doing pods. He's taken his son to Super Mario World in L.A. He's there today. And as we just were about to go live, he said he was in line for one of the Mario rides in California. And he spotted someone in line. Who was it? Johnny Gargano. And no Candace way! LeRae. <laughs> so shout out John Cena and shout out Johnny Gargano, who I'm sure are having a blast That's going amazing. on some of the Mario rides. So uh, if you're someone who's hyped about the Mario stuff going out this weekend, uh, maybe we'll take a look back at the old movie. Uh, next week on the Patreon as well. So lots of podcasts and lots of fun stuff. See, we never stop. We're just like the WWE. The the train just keeps moving. We just keep going. And uh, I'm just wrestled out. 
I, I could be good for not watching more wrestling. Oh, wait, Dynamite's tomorrow night. Yeah, we don't have to watch it. No, we have to watch Why? it. Is there anything on it tomorrow night? MJF uh, gets a key to the city or something MJF, like that? Yeah, yeah, best friends versus... Said no more. Say no more. Someone. We have to watch it now. We have to watch. More QTV. Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully someone doesn't break their leg like yeah. the last time I watched. Oh, that was Ring of Honor. See, this was... <laughs> Too much. What was there? That, that feels like a year ago now. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a whole lifetime ago. But yeah. Well, do we have to? Is there anything else to talk about before we go into this week's NXT? Uh, I'm trying to think of what else there is to talk about. I mean, hey, today seems like a good day. We had a great WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Shrek Five is announced. All right. Donald Trump got arrested, kind of like today's. Yeah, just, what's going on there? Uh, I don't know. Just don't. I mean, we. <laughs> I mean, Vince McMahon's in power, but we know a thing or two about hush money, and maybe Vince was just better at it, has better people behind him in his corner than Trump does. I don't know, but something along those lines. Trump was just trying to be sneaky and wasn't good at it. Okay, yeah. Oh, wow. We never That's got exciting stuff, isn't it? We never got the full-on, like, seeing him arrested. I don't think they put cuffs on him, so... Uh, but it's okay. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. I'm but, just looking at... Trump now on Twitter. I need to stop. But again, Shrek Five. So we're good, fam. Everything in the world is. You know, I've I've only seen Shrek One. You've only seen Shrek One. Yeah, it was wow. fine. Shrek One and Shrek Two are are good. I honestly, Three and Four aren't that great. Mm. But I, yeah, pe- Shrek however, Five doesn't excite me too much. However, Puss in Boots was nominated. If not, didn't it? Like, or did Avatar win animated? Someone won animated this year. Uh, but Puss in animated Boots was, was uh, Pinocchio. Right. Guillermo but, del Toro. But I mean, Shrek won the Oscar. So Shrek knows what I love. I went to my Shrek rave. Maybe that's why I'm just in sh- high Shrek spirits this week. But uh, I don't know. Halloween one, good film. Halloween five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I just think Shrek uh, has its fans, clearly. Like, we did our mania party this week, but ours was Saturday, Sunday, and Shrek night did friday saturday in toronto and like it was nuts like that people love it there's also a bikini bottom one which again maybe not my avenue mm. as much spongebob's great but hey the kids these days throw raves of anything so bless them all right yeah. well let's go to a nxt rave that would be what do you yeah. think an nxt rave would possibly be? i mean they've got all the costumes already they do in nxt yeah yeah, yeah. we have caden and katana yeah They'd be the rave experts. I'm thinking more like Wendy Chu. And she's more sleepy. She's like the one person sleeping at the rave. Well, I mean, yeah. she's always in a onesie. Yeah. yeah. You, onesies. you like doing what? Onesies. Yeah, onesies at a rave are sweet. Yeah, you yeah. can sweat yourself out. It's great. Mm-hmm. Stay hydrated, friends. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. NXT from April 4th, 2023, live from the Capital Wrestling Center. Uh, we start with a, uh, a graphic in memory of Bushwhacker Butch. Oh, yeah. Who just passed away. And then later in the show, Vic Joseph takes a moment to kind of shout him out as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Obviously, uh, a long time ago, different generation. But uh, I'm definitely speaking for a lot of fans who got into it playing the wrestling video games and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the Bushwhackers always somehow ended up in some of these games. And therefore, their entrance would end up in the game. So when I was young playing these games and creating my own wrestlers with my friends, we'd do that as our entrance. Therefore, we'd start doing it. And then we'd be like, where's this this from? And then we'd realize, okay, it's the Bushwhackers. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen... I've seen him wrestle before, but I swear it was just him. Like he was doing that where it wasn't right. him, right? So, but yeah, shout out to Bushwhackers. We get a recap of Standard Liver, and I found it quite interesting because as they're recapping the main event, 
There is no reference to the tap out from Mello and no reference of the uh, like title shot from Trick Williams. They just cut it as if Carmelo Hayes had this great babyface win over the the year-long champion, which I found quite interesting, and especially after the final kind of angle here. Um, yeah, I think they realized maybe that was the wrong thing to do because they've kind of just struck it from history almost. Yeah, really weird considering they did edit out here and then clearly the angle tonight, they're going for a different story. So mm. they're just doing revision, revisionist things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we said we, we really enjoyed the show, but that was stupid, that putting that in that match, I thought. Yeah, most wrestling fans this weekend were mad that Cody lost to Roman. However, mm. Cody losing to Roman still kind of makes sense in a little way. Like, just do it again next year. It'll be great. Mm. Even bigger. Carmelo winning the way he won was really the one big disappointment out of this weekend. Of like, I'm not mad that he won. I'm actually really hyped. I, I'm happy he is the champion. But the way they shouldn't did that. that way. Yeah, it yeah. shouldn't have been that way. Not this way. So definitely weird that they edited it out and then no reference it, of it on the show. So clearly going with a whole different story going forward. We start with Alicia Taylor introducing Indy Hartwell. Uh, Vic Joseph on commentary is saying that he got a text from J- Johnny Gargano um, saying that him and Candice were stood in Gorilla watching uh, as Indy won the Women's Championship in the ladder match, and they were crying, and it's one of their favorite moments in wrestling, obviously, kind of Indy's adopted parents in NXT. Um, there's You Deserve It chants, and Indy says, you have no idea how long I've waited to hear that. The Indy wrestling chants start, and she says, I can't believe it's real. I'm NXT Women's Champion, and I almost gave up on that a long time ago. I never thought I'd win this. Um, and I gained some momentum. I'd pick up some wins, and then I was right back down again. And I really doubted myself. And even though I was a tag team champion, I didn't do that on my own. And holding this was just a pipe dream. But you guys never d- doubted me. And you chanted indie wrestling when I needed it the most. And two more things I have to get to. First, I have to acknowledge Roxanne Perez. If it wasn't for Roxanne, there wouldn't have been a ladder match. So the first person who should get an opportunity should be her. And secondly, and that's when Zoe Stark's music hits, she interrupts and says she can't listen to this crap. She's heard of pigs flying, but Indy as NXT Women's Champion is more ridiculous. And you are holding a title that has been held by legends and future Hall of Famers. And the most ridiculous part is you are holding it now. And you are not on their level. You're right down here. And now we have a very beatable champion. She says she wants a title to, uh, tonight. And Indy says, okay, well, let's see how beatable a champion I am. Let's do it. And Zoe says she's going to make sure Indy has the shortest uh, reign in NXT history. Yeah. So already putting a title on the line tonight. Yes. I mean, these two had a bit of a little feud back and forth. It yep. kind of makes sense. It is great that there was like the last chance wild card match that Indy won and then did go on to win it. Definitely the like wild card mm. to even win this thing. Just she felt so hot and cold lately. So like we are still super excited and happy for Indy, but it's just kind of wasn't, didn't feel like the right time or place, but Hey, like the crowd was still appreciative. Yeah. I think she is a character that people, especially this crowd see every week and are happy for her. You just feel there would have been a nicer build to her finally getting that moment. Yeah. And I still feel Roxanne's kind of been done a little dirty. I think we might see a show up on SmackDown to be honest. Um, yeah, but I, I thought we'd see people on raw, but 
it felt like the the line of her kind of acknowledging her was almost her write-off. It's like, yeah, she was great, but now we're moving on. Sorry, I beat her. Yeah, she wasn't on the show at all. Maybe she'll come back, but it just um, the reason yeah. I the, the reason I think Roxanne is being being brought up is because like the angle of her injury before Sandy Liver was not like legit. She's not injured, so. No. It made me feel like, oh, they're working on stuff because they're bringing her up. But then she's back in the match and then just loses. And then that's it. Was, it. it was all very odd. So, like, um, yeah. It did feel like a, it's a rush and calling her up. And especially later we get to an angle with Tiffany and Cora. So it, it just feels like Roxanne is already such an afterthought in this title picture. Yeah. Um, but not bad promo here from Indy. I think she comes across very naturally and she is quite naturally likable. Um I hope she can get some actual decent feuds, though, because I don't really think she's had anything really meaningful since the Dexter stuff. Yeah, really. we'll we'll see if she is like going to be the 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 women's champ that we we kind of hope that she she can be. But yeah, I was happy that the crowd were responding to her and mm. saying you deserve. It. And she's like, yeah, thanks, I I do deserve it, kind of thing. But and the stuff about Johnny and the way how they were there, and then we did see them come out later on. Like, yeah, it was pretty great. We uh, we get a Twitter thing from WWE NXT where Wes Lee is being interviewed at the airport when Axiom congratulates him and says, I want a one-on-one match for the title. And Wes says, you know what? You really bought it on Saturday, so why not? Let's do it. Axiom, Wes Lee, one-on-one tonight. I thought wrestlers don't like, don't like being bothered at the <laughs> airport here, but Axiom being a complete fan. Yeah. Being like, hey, hey, man. Hey, lad. Can I get my... Yeah, uh, this is cool. Axiom's been chasing him for a while. I think you could have just announced this match to begin with, which would have got people excited. Because for anyone who does kind of follow, like this is kind of been a side little feud that mm. Wes was just kind of a dick and was like, yo, you have to be in the Battle Royal, even though you're the one who's been challenging me openly for a long time. So uh, I am was really excited that they added this match tonight. We go to our first match of the night. It's Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stax Lorenzo taking on the team of Pretty Deadly. Um, Stax hits this kind of rebound second rope springboard forearm to Kit. It didn't look quite like as pretty as like an AJ Styles, but I, I thought it looked quite good from him. Um, and then Book, uh, sorry, Vic is talking about how Joe Coffey has come back to Gallus when Book has a great line where says, coffee is good till the last drop. Yeah, why, why don't they use that? Uh, the Coffee Brothers mm. should be using that as their slogan. I like that. There's a big right hand from Stax and Tony D to both Pretty Deadly. Uh, Stax hits this really nice running European uppercut in one corner, then charges and gets hip-tossed by Tony D into like a cannonball into the other corner. Uh, D'Angelo starts hitting some wheelbarrow German suplexes, followed by the double-A spine buster, and then Elton Prince gets caught under the ring skirt. And as the ref is kind of distracted, he switches with Kit Wilson. So when Tony pulls him out of the ring skirt, it's Kit allowing Elton to sneak up from behind and shove him headfirst into the exposed turnbuckle and then catching him with the roll-up for the win. Ah, so Tony D and Stax just can't catch a break. Yeah. The new team, the, the family. Tony D'Angelo letting the family down right. and getting the pin. Well, like, I feel like with last s- Saturday where Tony was, like, basically standing, taking the shots, they're t- they take the yeah. bullets for each other, right? But, yeah, it's, like, pretty deadly now that they're 
they beat these guys, they think they're back in the running for these titles. Is that kind of where it's going to go? Is that the reason that they won over this team to move Tony Dean away back from the tag division? So, well, having them back against Dallas? Which is kind of backwards because they are bad guys facing now real bad guys. So, I mean, I think think pretty deadly could easily be baby faces. They cheated to win. Well, they did cheat to win. Yeah, um... Yeah, I don't really. I I enjoy these acts, but I don't really care too much about them going into the title picture. Right. Yeah. Um. I think uh, D'Angelo and Stax had a pretty good showing at Saturday on Saturday. Um. But still, like neither of these teams against each other, I think neither are exciting enough to really put on a good match. Like it depends on their partners, you know. Like right. who they're up against, and I didn't think this really hit for me. No, this was like a, a quick little match, and I think Stax is definitely someone who's improved. We talked about on our stand deliver review, like he's he's someone who's he's pretty good for for this young kid. But right now, I guess this is just fine for these yeah. these characters. We get a quick video from JC Jane uh, explaining herself on from Saturday, saying, "GG, you poor pathetic soul. You really thought you would have your big." Hollywood moment and the joy on your face when you thought you were going to be the next NXT women's champion. Well, delusion is quite the disease within one second. I was able to push that all away. GG, you were never going to win that ladder match. And I was going to make sure of it. I broke your face and heart. And all I have to do now is break your will. Damn. Sounds like a Batman villain. Yeah. First, I break your body, then your spirit. GG. So she basically saying she never was injured. She just did this to fake her out is kind of what she didn't say that, but we're still not sure about that. But okay. I, the feuds obviously got to continue. They got to get a bigger blow off match, mm. but her costing Gigi is a big heel move. The yeah. crowd reacted to it. I react to it. So yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, me too. I, this feud is definitely not over. And I, I hope the next time, I mean, this could be battleground, right? I don't know. I will. I'll be, won't be watching. <laughs> yeah, you will. Just not live. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that later. Yeah. We're uh, doing he- the show the next day. <laughs> That's it, right? We go to our next match: Dijak versus Odyssey Jones. Um, built on what? Nothing. This is, yeah. Well, uh, last week, right? The the battle royal. The, uh, oh, that's right. He pulled them out of there. One of them pulled them each other out of there, and they got mad. So that's it's, right. It's like the Royal Rumble yeah. spot, but now it starts a feud. We get a big boot from Dijak. Uh, Odyssey Jones comes back with a body slam. Then Jones goes to the top rope and eats a super kick. This is like Dijak stood super kicking this guy off the top. Look, yeah. Quite flexible. Yeah, I mean, he is, right? Yeah. For a tall, big dude, he's lanky and stretchy. Dijak then gets him off the turnbuckle for a Death Valley driver, uh, which Jones kicks out of, and then Dijak goes up the top and hits the moonsault to get the win. One, two, three. Odyssey's looked good since, like, coming back, but I feel like maybe I was expecting a little bit more out of this, but also where Dijak kind of is and where Jones is right now, it, do- it does kind of make mm. sense to maybe make Dijak stand out a bit more to maybe put him into a bigger kind of yeah. feud or something. I don't know what that would be right now, but yeah. After match, he says, "I hope you had a great time at Standard Deliver. I am Dijak and I am pissed off." <laughs> yeah, I don't like. We've seen the Wesley thing, so it's whether you like have him as a challenger for Mellow down Eventually, the line. Yeah. I I don't really know. I guess 
it's it's that time where they're now, I guess we've got to keep this guy kind of warm in case we want to do anything yeah. with, I think. Exactly. Like, oh, hey, he's still like a big name. This guy is good and could, yeah. like, him and Wes had a great match. I'm sure him and Mello could have a great match as well. Yeah. Um, just not right now. But just not right now. Yeah. Yeah. And Jones, again, got better, but for right now, this is the spot. Mm. Uh, we get a little video package for Dragon Lee, kind of saying a bit more about him. And then we see Gallus being interviewed and kind of saying, ha ha, yeah, we're, we're bad guys again. Now. <laughs> You're making, making sure. We, you know how I know they're, they're bad guys again? I can't understand them. <laughs> I'm back to. Mackenzie's not giving yeah, a smile. <laughs> she's not happy. She's not smiling. And their accents are a lot thicker again. So I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. So you're bad guys. So Joe Coffey says, I love it when a plan comes together. If you thought we were dangerous before, uh, think how we are now. We are complete. And Joe says that he's looking for gold too. And people realize that this is our kingdom. Uh, so I imagine Joe Coffey going for North American title soon. Is yeah, he's making, he, he kind of said like, hey, you guys got gold. We got to fill up the gold here. I got to yeah. go for some gold. So I guess that, but I don't know if necessarily that's the right move, but. Mm. He is the singles guy of this group though, isn't he? Yeah, it? Like, like challenging for it, sure. But I just don't know if a, a Gallus prophecy is something no. we need right now. I did think they deserved their win on the weekend yeah. and him being back. Like, hey, you know what? Uh, let's see where it can go here. But I think it's the right move making them, like, specifically the bad guys Then rather than, are they the bad guys or are they bad guys who also are happy drunks? Or, like, we weren't sure. They were good. Going forward, make them, like, specifically heels more deep into that. I think they can get over. Mm. We go to our next match. Uh, this was announced, uh, like, yesterday, I think, and sound really had my attention. Nathan Fraser taking on Dragon Lee. Um, and... As the match is about to start, Noam Dar shows up. Who? Holding the Heritage Cup um, and says, The rumors are true after months of nego- negotiation. The supernova Noam Dar is finally here in NXT. Um, so, yeah, kind of uh, from this and from commentary, it seems like the, the Heritage Cup is something that's going to be uh, defended in NXT now. So the uh, I know you love this kind of stuff. <laughs> rounds and everything. Um, rounds and time limits and scoreboards yeah. and good stuff. Look, uh, what a terrible way to debut this guy, I thought. I actually loved Noam Dar. We've watched, this guy is still super young. We've watched him when he was really young, mm. way before even going to NXT UK. And there was kind of like, hey, a lot of these other people came over to NXT. What happened to this guy? He's kind of someone who's He's got a mouth on him, and a lot of sometimes that that's great in wrestling. So it, when the wrestling can connect in the mouth and the character, okay, I'll just admit it. I loved what he did with Alicia Fox, <laughs> and I think that should just be a, now a character that comes over here. And it's been a long time now. So to just have him interrupt this match holding this cup that no one really knows about. Sorry, no one really would know what that is. And it's just kind of weird. I think maybe just attacking someone would have just simply been, but they tried for something new, but he looked like a complete geek when both guys are like ready to ring the bell. And he's like, Oi, hold on. And this guy's just, you know, wearing a white shirt, white pant. And he's like, Hey, sorry, let me talk about this heritage cup. It's just like, Oh, okay. Uh, maybe after the match would have been the right time. Just felt like it was a bit odd having that. They don't normally do a debut where the no, match is about to start. But like attacks are a bit played out as well. I, from my, what I got from this is it was like 
hey, we're doing this Heritage Cup thing, and these are the first three guys that are going to be in it. Okay. I think it was kind of to establish this division. Okay. Almost. Right. Because, um, obviously, Nathan Fraser being UK lad as well. Um, I don't know. Like, Noam Dar, I, I used to watch a bunch before yeah. NXT, like, Progress and PCW shows, and I've liked him, and he can talk. And it's just he's one of those guys that has been in the system now for so long that no one really cares. Yeah. Um, Heritage Cup, I'm all for things being different. And if you're talking about it being guys like Dragon Lee and Nathan Fraser in this, I'm kind of for it. And instead of doing, you know, yet another championship, it is something a little different. And in a way, it's kind of like when we had the Cruiserweight Championship as part of NXT is what I see maybe this being. And uh, I know there were some good matches in NXT UK with this thing. So there was, there was, and it's like NXT's done the Dusty Classic. They've yeah. done the different, different, the Cruiserweight Classic, the the May Young. Like they've done all, the Breakout. They've done so many different little things. Like if it's just a once a year kind of tournament, then absolutely, mm. like do it. Just I thought it was weird because he's trying to cut a promo. He's like, oh, he's what is he Scottish, right? Yeah, yeah the the Champagne Supernova, mm-hmm. <laughs> something like that. I don't know if they're allowed to say that, but something champ, something Supernova. And he's like, oh, like, whatever, get on with this daft match. And I'm like, all right, like, I get that you're burying, like, the thing, but maybe you should have just had your music hit and come out and Instead people, of just walk out. Instead of just being like, oh, well, hold I on. So, like, he's now, like, growing his hair out and it stuff. Looks different. So, yeah. and Booker, like, it wasn't instant. He was like, oh, I know this kid. Lie. No, I mean, Booker was on commentary know, when he was on Raw, wasn't he? Like, this, that's the thing. Noam does, like, he's done Raw. He's done all this. Right. So, but it was like with Book, it was like, like the audience. You're telling me Booker T after actually. After a while, people are like, oh, it's Noam Dar. Alicia Fox is that guy. Right, yeah. 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 Booker was probably like, yeah, okay, yeah, I <laughs> exactly. know you. you wait, exactly. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of. The audience did yeah, as well. I'm just shocked Booker T knew who someone was who showed up on NXT. But uh, I'm happy he's here. I, I do like his work, and, and he's pretty funny. So I'm cool if this is the division. I just thought it was like, what a strange way. Because I was super hyped about this match, which was pretty sweet. Well, then we go into the match, and uh, they start with a, a test of strength. They're monkey flipping each other. They're doing the whole kind of keeping the knuckle lock whilst going for the pins and bridging out. Um then uh, Fraser Lee, uh, moonsaults over Lee's head in the corner. Uh, there's a Rana, which Lee cartwheels out of. Uh, very quick leg sweeps. This whole start of this match, so quick. Both working at such a pace. Um, Fraser then catches Dragon Lee with this leaping flatliner from the second rope for a two count. Very impressive. This is like springboard flying clothesline mm. into a flat. There's just nuts. And then Lee goes for a like a leaping avalanche German, but Fraser flips out of it and lands on his feet. Uh, Dragon Lee follows up with this big basement dropkick to the face in the corner, followed by the Ushigoroshi and PK for a two count. Uh, now Fraser leaps the top rope and goes to the superplex, uh, but gets pushed down into the tree of woe. And as he's trying to get up, Dragon Lee comes off the top with a double stomp to the chest. And then charges at Fraser, who delivers a big super kick, which Lee kicks out of. And then Fraser goes up top for the Phoenix Splash. Uh, Dragon moves, so Fraser rolls through, uh, but rolls right into a knee strike. And then Lee delivers a knee of his own. And then 
they're like countering each other and Lee hits him with this big Liger bomb for a great near Oh yeah, this was awesome. 2.9. And then Dragon Lee just comes flying at him with this like bicycle knee strike shining wizard kind of move. Yeah, what what is this move? I don't know the I don't quite know the name for it, but um and puts Fraser away in a really impressive showing from both guys. Yeah, I mean if you've watched Nathan Fraser maybe a bit before coming to NXT and being signed here, you know he's one of the fastest youngest little quick guys. Like he's so fast. Last week on NXT, that taped NXT before the pay-per-view this weekend, he was a standout in the end of that battle royal with Axiom. Here with Dragon Lee, again, this guy, young, so fast. Like, you watch this, you think you're watching it on Fast Forward, comparing it to the rest of the show. Like, these guys just had great chemistry. I hope this isn't the last time these guys tango. I said that last week with Axiom and Fraser. Like, you know what? Like, you're right about this. If this is going to be some sort of Heritage Cup thing, like, if it's all these t- different types of guys, like, definitely into it. Because... Uh, my only criticism of I could have watched these guys wrestle for another like ten minutes, like it was it it wasn't enough for me. So like great criticism because I think these these two could be pretty big deals in the world of WWE and the cruiserweight or flashy fast type wrestlers. Yeah, and I think you know having I I think the injection of NXT UK talent has been really good for mm-hmm. NXT just for the overall quality of the show, and then having a big signing like Dragon Lee. This kind of took me back to you know. 2014 2015 when you started getting all these hot indie signings that were doing their spectacular things that you don't often see on wwe tv i really got that feeling watching this match today so yeah it makes me feel positive moving forward for this uh for this brand so it wasn't quite a daft match then no it wasn't that daft um we go to chase you who say it felt great to kick the shit out of the schism <laughs> in front of stand in front of the largest stand and deliver crowd of all time? We kicked them so hard that two of them sent packing. That's um, what they're pretty much saying. Yeah. They don't really say that. It was in the recap at the beginning as well. The flash of the entire schism was like half a second, yeah. and then it just showed Chase U celebrating. Okay, so I don't. I I know that we talked about it briefly just the other day because it was coming out when we were going live. That uh, Gyv asked for their release. I don't think it has been granted yet. I thought I saw so that I it was, Meltzer but said it had. No. Yeah, yeah, but they have since posted pictures of themselves as Gyv. Okay. So, like, the writing's on the wall yeah. that I would assume they're gone from NXT. But yeah, interesting kind of that the video does not really show them so. yeah uh andre chase says thank you to the honorary alumni tyler Bate, for helping us and duke hudson's like what i like i know he's a big strong boy but if it wasn't for me we wouldn't have won and chase says well yes i was going to award you but then i remember how you said about uh how you hated awards and how uh you shouldn't get participation prize and all that Duke said, yeah, but this wasn't a trivial match. I restored honor to chase you. And that's something worth honoring. And Andre says, you're damn right it is. And that's why next week we are going to award you with the Chase University MVP Award. You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That one popped me when he said that. I was like, all right. Uh, These guys are so ridiculous. It's like honorary oos. Honorary alumni. Yeah. Is that how that works? It's like 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 when celebrities just you get, get like so there's there's often like honorary diplomas yeah. and things like that you get when at my graduation. 
Carrie Fisher got an honorary diploma right. from my school. Wow. Like, and shook my hand. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so it's like, yeah, you're not, you're not kind of yeah. enrolled at the moment, but you've, for great achievements representing us. Here you go. Right. Okay. Tyler. Yeah. I mean, Duke, are we getting the Duke turn next week? That's then? what I'm like. <laughs> That's what I'm like. It's like setting up. It feels yeah. like almost the festival of friendship, you know? Oh, we're getting the big MVP award for. No, What's we happening? can't do that too. Is Tyler turning? I mean, like now the schism feels like it's completely gone. Yeah. If those guys aren't here, Ava Rain, the Rock's daughter, don't know what you're going to do with her. But like, could Duke join Joe Gacy? I think Joe's just got to. Joe's going to be revealed as Uncle Howdy or something. Like it makes no sense for him to do it now. No, no, no. His storylines never make any sense. So really, no. But I mean, Duke. It makes no oh, sense Duke. for Duke to like he'd have done it at the the pay per view. Yeah. Keep them together. So. Yeah. Have Tyler turn on them. Yeah, you could do that. I don't know. Yeah. It's like my, my universe. Yeah, Go Green. Brits. Can I, can yeah. I get you? You're going to play Rip Jagger. <laughs> Is that their names put together? Yeah. <laughs> or what's the other one? Rip Jagger Reed. Rip Fowler. Yeah. I would love to, if they're gone, I would love to talk to them about, <laughs> like, we've ripped them, but also we were huge fans of them. Yeah. We were like, you guys have been getting given such crappy characters that, like, the rest of the boys just must riz you about. Like, they, we've had some pretty awful names in recent years, yeah. but these have to be two of the some worst. Some of the worst ones. Jack, like, it, it's some that, like, I've, I've never come to terms with. I, I've never said it with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have. But even, like, Eric and Ivar, I'm kind of like... That's pretty bad, yeah. They're Eric? pretty bad. But, like, as Vikings, I get it. Eric and Ivar, the yeah, Vikings. Yeah, how many Vikings you know named Eric? <laughs> it's, it's a Nordic name, I guess. yeah. <laughs> Eric with a K. But it's better than Jagger. Yeah. Jagger Reed. Pour one out for the GYV. You know what? I hope they show up somewhere else down the line. If this is all, like, legit and they're gone, then... I think they could. They could, I think if they bet on themselves, they could go a bit further. I, I've enjoyed their work when they were GYB. Yeah. So we go to the witches. <laughs> we go from the emo kids yeah. who wanted to leave to the witches. We're doing good. They say now we're talking about Alba Fire and Isla Dawn here. They say now the rightful NXT Women's Championship sit on their throne. We seized the championships, but we did not scourge the earth. And nothing is ever that simple. There will always be ashes left smoking. And then they look in there. They're like, witch's water. I don't know. Witch's water? Is it the cauldron? So they got this like, this like altar with their titles on and candles and stuff. But it's like this little, little water cauldron. See, dude, you don't know about, enough about witches. You don't like Shrek. You got to watch about the Shrek, the witch water. Yeah, the, the, the origins of witches, Shrek. Um, There's evil witches in, in some of them. They what. say... I know Macbeth. <laughs> they say we are not finished with our troubled souls. Uh, now that the unholy, <laughs> yeah, the witches are champs. Uh, they, they, they like witches. They warn all challenges, and we don't know how perilous these two can be. I think, basically, in a nutshell, they're saying like, "Hey, we we, we saw the challenges." Yeah, we we'll, we're open to fighting, but we also like we saw the future that this was going to happen. They said that last week, like, "Hey, our our witch water and then a- <laughs> our witch water uh, showed us that we were going to be champions, and that's exactly what happened." So I think Apollo Cruz needs to go to these two because yeah. he was he was a very bad. They stole sale, his wasn't gimmick. He? They stole completely stole his future gimmick. But yeah, look as silly as like the witches thing work uh, is. Like I think it's the right move because. 
I think there's a series of fresh matches we can go to with whatever teams we even have in NXT. But I, I think the talent is there. They they do some pretty cool moves as well. I know it's a lot of gibberish and stuff like that, but also I think it would work with certain fans. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, witches is just a popular like thing that they've never, they haven't done in a while. I wouldn't say they've never done, but they haven't really done in a while. So as much as maybe we think it's silly, I do think on the main roster, a, a, a group of witches would probably really hit, especially with women viewers and things like that. Like it's spooky shit, like the merch sales alone, right? Like Brent Nikki with him. Nikki Cross? Yeah. Wow. She's a, she, three Scottish witches. <laughs> oh, wait. Are they all Scottish? Yeah. Scott, yeah, I did see uh, uh, Gallus and the Witches post a great photo and videos from they both walked out as champions. So mm. it was quite the quite the whole you know thing going on there. But you're saying put them on the main roster with Nikki Cross. That's actually you could do the whole uh, Scottish play with right. these. With Gallus, you got, got Gallus, you got Drew, you got Good, yeah, uh, yeah, Drew would be Macbeth. You got the Witches. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, book it. Yeah, book it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's see that. WWE what? does Shakespeare. <laughs> Burns Night is the name yeah. of their group. <laughs> God, there's a lot of Scots there now. Yeah. yeah. Um. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. We go to Wes Lee, who's being interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell, and he says, I'm riding on cloud nine. Uh, that match on Saturday felt like a human pinball machine. It was the wildest match of my life. Everyone was on point, and he compliments all of them. He says, like, J.D. McDonough can do stuff that not many people can do. He's so complete. Uh, he said Dragonoff is, like, terrifying. Um, and Dragon Lee is smoother than butter, but Axiom stood out to me the most. When he hit me with that super kick, I thought it might be over and I owe him. And I know I'm sore and he's sore, but we got to wake everyone up from their WrestleMania hangovers as we're going at it again. I thought this was a great promo from Wes, uh, mentioning the, ma mentioning two things that at least I was feeling that a, that match was human pinball mm -hmm. from just being a viewer. And yes, we are all still with this WrestleMania hangover. So saying those two things, I was like, all right, let's go. And this match sounds awesome. Yeah, I thought he sounded really good. I think sometimes he can be a little cheesy. Yeah. Uh, but I actually thought this promo really clicked. And I, I think these open challenges are really working for him. It, like, I think he's coming across as one of the top baby faces in, in this company right now. Yeah, people love him. My, my, uh, talking to some friends over the past few days about just like WrestleMania weekend, a few were like, oh, that Wesley is awesome. And not kind of seeing him before checking out Stand and Deliver. Yeah. I think there was a lot of people who checked out Stand and Deliver that don't usually check out NXT. Yep. So I think that a lot of, he stood out to a lot of people. And that's two of the the things that like the five way and the Dijak match. And he's been like, yeah, two, putting on really two for two of like, matches. yeah, more than that. But like, like, yeah, both those shows, he was kind of the standout. We go to our, NXT Women's Championship match, Indy Hartwell defending against Zoe Stark. And while well, Zoe goes to the super kick and the uh, Z360, it's not as good as our name, is it? The Zoe to Sleep. Yeah. 
Uh, goes for it early, but Indy escapes. Uh, Indy goes for her running forearm to the back, but it gets blocked. They're now trading punches. Zoe goes up top for the missile drop kick, and Indy moves out the way and then hits her springboard elbow drop to the back for a two count. And then Indy catches Zoe with the spine buster. Zoe finally lands her half and half suplex, which does look really nice, and hits the Z360. But in doing so, Indy falls to the outside. And then uh, Zoe goes after her, drags her back into the ring, goes for the pin, one, two. But Indy counters it into a crucifix pin of her own to catch Zoe with the win and retain the championship in her first defense. And still, yeah, I like the finish here where you, you saw Zoe hit that finish and then like it sent her out. So then she does the slow, like she's not capitalizing fully. Mm-hmm. And instead of like just a classic kick out, it's right into a pin and it's almost Shawn Michaels. Is it not? Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't mind the Is it going to be the indie way, though, where she's kind of right. just sneaking all these wins? Right. I, I don't know. Kind of definitively putting them away. Because lately, before winning this title, obviously, she's been using the bull hammer, which mm. is a bit more of a like serious definitive finish. But I guess it's a bit of a heel thing to do. But I, I like that finish a lot. The match itself, I think these two probably have something a bit better in there somewhere, somewhere else. But I still. do think Zoe's very impressive. Yeah, I think she's all good. her moves look very, very slick and quite like yeah. dangerous as well, like in a good way. Um, and I thought, I thought her promo early was good as well. I, I do think Zoe, since turning heel, has really come into her own a bit, way more than when she was, you know, throwing sushi around. Yes, when she o. could not eat sushi. Yeah. It's like me with our wings the other day. But yeah, I am definitely curious with um, with what they're doing with Roxanne moving forward. Because again, very little mention of her on this show. Tiffany Stratton then comes out after the match to stare down Indy to kind of indicate, look, I'm next. When Cora Jade returns, <sighs> attacking Indy from behind and holds up the women's championship for dropping the title on her. And Cora says that that world title is mine. Yeah. Uh, she then walks out and then kind of stares down Tiff and is like, yo, back up. Like, this is my thing. We haven't seen Cora in quite a while. It looked like Cora wasn't even in L.A. for mm. Stand and Deliver with the NXT crew. So kind of going right back to evil Cora Jade. So is this, are we hotshotting the title here? Are we just quickly getting it onto Cora to then finally do right. the Roxanne Cora yeah. thing with Roxanne chasing? Is that what we're it doing? It feels here? a bit that way. Or I hope not. are we just now giving the Roxanne Cora story to Indy? Yeah, I mean, it, Jade's been the heel. She's not been on TV for quite a while. I don't know. It would be pretty crappy to just. Are we going to get that Lyra Valkyria match finally? <laughs> Four way, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Cora Jade was someone that I, I, I definitely was seeing a lot of promise in, and I don't think has quite recovered from the paper skateboard mm. uh, at least for me i'm like i don't know they haven't you really need to get over it no just like they turned her they turned her heel and the matches with roxanne just didn't really hit hit that much so really i i'm coping i'm hoping that they can turn it around for core jade and maybe this is the start of it maybe indy is going to be this somewhat transitional champion mm. to then reverse it but still wouldn't be shocked if roxanne shows up on the main roster but it, it's teasing tiff it's teasing cora it's like a, a, a little too many few things going mm. on we then uh, go backstage, and it's it's the bit I was waiting for. Brooks Jensen, oh yeah, Keanu James, Fallon Henley, and Josh Briggs, and 
Brooks is apologizing. He says, I should have been a man and stood up. And Kiana says, yes, when I asked you for my bag, you hand it to me. <laughs> and Fallon says, well, he didn't want to cheat because we know you are cheating. And, and they're like, shot <gasps> horror, Brooks, what? What? And Kiana says, yeah, I've been dating around. Been playing the field. We're not exclusive. But when I kissed, I thought you would be there for me and you weren't. I thought you were better than that. I thought I could trust you. And she kind of walks off as if they're over. Brooks is mad because he's like, oh, why didn't I think of saying I want to be exclusive? I didn't think about that. And then lashes out the other two and says, you stay out of my business. I don't want your help or input anymore. Stay out of my relationship. Yeah. And then says, Keanu, wait. And then it ends with Josh saying, oh, you're Women's tag team title rematch is going to be difficult next week. Oh, so, I mean, A, we're getting that rematch. Yeah. Okay. But then a little after this, Twitter, mm. Brooks Jensen, who uh, shared our Brooks Jensen drink menu, yeah, yeah, our yeah. virgin cocktail, the Brooks they Jensen, were popular. which was very popular, Brooks Jensen. If you're out there listening, uh, your drink was very popular. People love you. The people of Toronto love you, Brooks Jensen, and we're supporting you. Brooks Jensen, though, tweeted out, a little while after this segment aired and said status exclusively taken. Hey. So wait, does he, does he, does he mean he sorted things out with Kiana? I hope so. I think she's still stringing him along. We did mention that the other week though, about how, um, like maybe it's like, Oh, she, she's dating around and it not being the exclusive thing, but she's kind of, you know, making him feel bad when it's, She's gaslighting him. Yeah, she is yeah, a bit, yeah. Isn't she's she? doing. She's doing what we usually do to people. In all seriousness, I thought. What? <laughs> I meant men. You meant yeah. men. <laughs> um, I thought Brooks actually was really good here. I, I was. I felt him. His frustration with these two. Future world champion Brooks Jensen. Yeah, I'm. I'm all all behind this. Yeah, guy. if you know, we love our Brooks Jensen. But uh, I don't know. I'm still interested in the story, and even if each week I'm puzzled at where we're going with it. I'm still into it. So they're doing a good job, I must say. The most ridiculous storyline going is this story. But hey, you know what? Kiana, I see her side too. We've all been there. It Were is, you exclusive? Is, Sorry, is, you asked me out for dinner? It like, is 2023 now. Yeah, polyamory, like, like yeah. monogamy, all that. Like what is what these days? So you do have to – you can't just think your boyfriend, girlfriend – Without like thinking no, you that gotta, you can't just you, be someone. You've got to have that conversation. The exclusivity, the the partnership, or whatever. Like Sorry, whatever. Like, it is. Well, yeah, one one date at Olive Garden. Yeah, isn't isn't it? Unlimited breaks breadsticks doesn't mean unlimited times we can yeah go out yeah <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I'm still interested in this story though. Oh yeah, so I, I imagine we'll get a it move along next week as well with the. Yeah, I I selfishly want it to like escalate and blow up a little bit to get things a bit more juicier, but I'm still into it for sure. It will get there. It'll yeah. get there. Sebastian. Trust, I still want trust to, the process. <laughs> we still we don't know if they'll change Dragon Lee to Sebastian, Sebastian Lee. Lee. <laughs> still waiting on that. So uh, we'll see. Um Ivy Nile then comes out. This this was a bit weird. I don't know if it was because we were watching it on BT and the commercials just hit the wrong time, but Ivy Nile comes out and then it seems to come back from commercial break early and the camera shot is like, it's not their usual one because you're seeing their other cameramen walking around and stuff. And then... I don't think we were supposed to see this. I just quickly searched this. Yeah, I searched this on Twitter and a few people were like, were they 
were they supposed to not air this? Was this just a commercial break segment? Because we got this introduction to this character I've never seen on TV before. Well, this we've seen him as Hank's security. Oh, friend. really? Okay. Yeah, Man uh, Bun Security. Luca Crucifino. Yeah. So he comes out and he starts handing out his. First of all, the music playing is like People's Court. And he's coming out and he's talking to the people of the crowd and he's like, hey, I got to give you my business card. I'm the best lawyer in NXT and WWE and starts saying like, hey, uh, injuries like, oh, you look like you've gotten an injury because your face is ugly. Like, yeah. here's a card. And then he goes to someone to this older dude and he's he like, says someone's got rashy balls. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you, you're rashy, clearly. And then he's like, oh, you got. Yeah, you got ED. So like, looks like you. So then it was just weird. It felt very so house he, show. He's. Yeah, the character is he's like this. He's Soul Goodman, basically. Like he's got the the cheap kind of double-breasted suit, which right. kind of isn't in fashion anymore. He's got the the slick back hair. Uh, Lives for New Year's. Personality. Yeah, these are, he's the kind of guy you see on the giant billboards with their shit-eating grin and they're pointing the finger <laughs> at you with their number to call for help. Like yeah, that kind of lawyer. Um, yeah, it, this is so weird. It felt just the way it kind of either came back prematurely from commercial or something. It did feel weird. Um, so then he gets into the ring and faces Ivy Nile and says that Diamond Mind aren't here. And the problem that I have with you. And then he kind of I don't know if he forgot his lines or kind of started stumbling a little bit. Um, he says, you can't make the decision for yourself. You need a man to answer to me and offers his card. I didn't really know what he was trying to get out at night. I yeah, she did. said she he he said she needs a man like to solve real problems yeah. or something like that. Again, heel cheap heel. heel. So Ivy just puts him in the dragon sleeper and puts him away. Crucifino. Yeah. Crucifino in Barnes or something like that would be his, his catchphrase. Yeah, very strange. I don't know if this was supposed to be on TV, but we saw it and I Googled it and some other people saw it on their feeds as well. So just Really bizarre, but it felt like they're they're like, is this gonna be a character we're gonna start oh, yeah. seeing? This Absolutely. lawyer guy, right? I, I saw it work with Mark Sterling, and we got it. So we're gonna have more contracts, more lawyers. Yeah. yeah, lawyers and wrestling is real popular right now. You know, I love my women of wrestling. Wow, and there's there's a manager on there. There's, it's like when 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 Vince is around, or sorry, whenever Seth Rollins is around, Seth freaking Rollins. Mm. There's this this woman in uh, w- Women of Wrestling that they specifically call her the world's greatest attorney. <laughs> I'm blanking right. on her name now, but every time they say it, the world's greatest attorney, so and so, and it's like, yeah, well, where where can I find this list <laughs> of the world's greatest attorneys and <laughs> see if she's on it, right? But maybe we'll be seeing more of Crucifino. Yeah down the line but what a weird segment we then and this then leads us into like kind of a a little bit of a a grudge match here ivy and tatum which also made it feel like it was weird timing uh because these two have had a bit of a story going on yeah it's ivy nile versus former diamond mine not diamond mine member tatum paxley well she's still not a she's not a witch so we know she didn't join the witches they just used they just psyched her out a little bit to get what they want um Tatum hits this nice kind of um, suplex, like the bounce off the second rope with it, which looks slingshot. Nice. Slingshot off the second rope. That's it. Uh, Ivy goes to the cross arm breaker. Tatum hits this big splash. Ivy then catches Tatum off the top with this gut wrench drop, and then this big running kick in the corner. 
Tatum goes for a kick of her own, but it gets caught and rolled through into the dragon sleeper. And then she cranks it back for Tatum to tap out. I thought the the finish was really nice here. Yeah, uh, Tatum Paxley is someone we've seen just kind of being used as a the friend of Diamond Mind, and that's kind of the story where she's like, "Hey, she's yelling at her when during this match, like putting boots to Ivy, like we could have been a team. I wanted to be with you." When it's like, "Yeah, well, then you're the one who left. Like, you're the one who dipped on her. So really, like, why are you complaining?" But. Uh, I still see somewhat some potential in Tatum, but I love that dragon sleeper from Ivy. Yeah. It's such a sweet finishing move that I'm happy someone finally is using as a proper finish. Uh, and I, I still could see Ivy going far with the diamond mine if they chose to go that direction. But no, nothing too flashy in this match, but still pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I thought the, the finish especially. I like how she cranks it back. for like She has it applied and, and then like when not she does tapping, it, and then it's like, it's yeah. like when Angle would like, then grapevine the legs. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you're done. It's yeah. similar to if someone does a choke like that in a fight. Like, that is when yeah. they would tap is that spot. So We go to Ilya Dragunov, who's being interviewed, and says, I was chosen for the North American Open Challenge because I chase monsters. And no challenges are too big for me to conquer. And when you looked in my eyes at that match and saw the blood trickling down my forehead... And this is when Von Wagner interrupts and says, that's a lot of words to go all the way to L.A. and not get the job done. And Ilya says, well, I would rather be invited and lose than not be invited at oh. all. And they're about to go at it when Robert Stone interrupts. And he says, I'll get you the match with Dragunov next week. And if you don't win, you and me, we're done. Vaughn's like, I'll just throw the match out. <laughs> Finally, I can be done with this guy. I know that I know this other guy I can can get, and he's a lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> you know they're going with that guy. <laughs> they, yeah, I could see them. He's basically he's basically Robert Stone too. Yeah. So cool. Dragonov versus Vaughn Wagner next week. We're really using one of the best wrestlers alive today uh, going up against Vaughn Wagner, but. Oh, That's, man, you missed an opportunity for a joke there. What was it? Oh, to, like, <laughs> the best, to go up against Dragunov. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, know, I, you know, I think an incredible wrestler is yeah. Von Wagner. Hey, you know what? I'm I'm sure Dragunov could have a pretty fun match. It's going to be like, hit me! Dragunov's one of the best. Yeah, if, yeah. if they can just beat each other up, it's all good. This is it. Let's, can we agree? This is it for Von. Von, if you have a bad match with Dragunov, yeah. you're done. Yeah. You're cooked. That's what, Get that's what Stone's saying. That's, that's what basically Stone is saying, and I think that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I've too many times said you're an incredible wrestler, and not once have you backed it up, Vaughn. Yeah. So now's the time. Sink yeah. or swim. All right. We go to our NXT North American Championship match. Wesley defending against Axiom. Uh, Axiom goes for a crucifix really early in this match almost catching wes for the pin yeah 2.999 yeah, like real stuff. great selling from wes axiom and the ref as well like wes was like so it's shocked like right like, out the whoa, gate whoa. As well. like, and as much as i i am not i am a fan of axiom you know at, at least they moved away from definite like math kind of stuff like he wears a mask but he's still good at expressing emotion he's like you know maybe learned a few things from Andrew Garfield playing Spider-Man, mm. but like how to act and show emotion, even though you can't see your face, he's good at that. So I thought that great spot for a beginning of a match, like I almost had you there. It was good. Uh, Axiom is just doing these beautiful transitions. There's a big Enziguri and then a springboard Rana followed by a Tope Suicida from Axiom. 
Uh, Wears Cup fights back with a huge uppercut and then hits his crazy combination of kicks and strikes, ending with a German suplex with the bridge. He goes for the cardiac kick, uh, but they basically go to recreate what happened at Stand and Deliver with the cardiac kick being counted into the golden ratio. But this time, Wes scouts that and counters the golden ratio with a double stomp to the chest. Timing here was fantastic. Yeah, if you've watched these guys a little bit, you understand the moves that they do normally. And then if you've watched Stand and Deliver, you know that, like you said, that move was countered a specific way. So now Wes, it's like... Step a counter. step ahead of uh, yeah. being a step ahead of encountering the counter into the stomp in midair. Just fantastic. Wes then follows up with the fisherman driver, goes for the uh, cardiac kick again, but this time gets caught with a sleeper with the body scissors. Uh, there's an inside cradle for a maxim. They're now just trading super kicks. Wes goes up top to the spiral tap, but Axiom gets his knees up and then delivers this big knee to the face, and Axiom sets him up. Goes the golden ratio, but Wes slides through and now hits him with the cardiac kick. This might have been the best one he's done. He just clocked him right on the top of the head and picks up the win over Axiom, retaining the title in a oh, like fantastic match between these two. Yeah, uh, best match of the night, I think, uh, on this show was these two. And again, I am a huge fan of Axiom and a huge fan of Wesley and I, I think I said earlier that my only critique of Nathan Frazier and Dragon Lee was like, I could have just watched them wrestle for a lot longer. And that was the exact same, like fight forever thing is totally played out, but fight for another half hour. should be a chant. Cause like just fight for the, the, this match was starting and there was still like a bit left of the show. So I was like, Whoa, are they either giving them a lot of time or they're still going on? And, it was the, the, the latter, but I'm like, oh, if these guys got more than, like, what, they get probably 10 minutes, 11 minutes, you could have done a, a lot more. I, I think Axiom could be a pretty big deal. Mask or not, man, he is something special. Him versus I, anyone. I honestly think the mask is better Maybe, for him. yeah. I, I, and, I just and love the wrestling. what you get is, as you said, like, he's getting expressive, and that's why masks are often used a lot in acting. Yeah. It's because you – it's to get you to – emote with the rest of your body and and you see things in the mask even though it's kind of neutral yeah. you know and and it can help performers a kid look boring as fuck to yeah. be honest yeah and i i think this is working for me um and i can see kids like as soon as you know this guy's on the main roster and kids are watching him i think they will yeah. like this guy and go like be like be gravitated to this guy i like this whole division you know where's axiom fraser Dragon Lee now, Ilya, JD. Uh, I think they've got a great, uh, great little group. Yeah, any of these team. iterations is what's no driving. Noam going to be in there as well yeah. and can, can be delivering as well in ring. Uh, yeah, this you had two really good matches from these guys tonight. Honestly, like any of these guys, including Wes, Axiom, JD, Ilya, anyone involved in that five-way easily, like – they're they're like what are we were saying the the NXT the new NXT five really yeah. but I'd add Fraser in there I'd add Fraser sure in there just because the the ring work is just crazy I know NXT still gets a lot of people not watching and a lot of flack for a lot of the silly stuff and the wrestling's still there though if you watch it week to week and this was another uh, snapshot of that cause... I don't think it's as silly as it was and I don't think it's yeah like as silly as anything else going in other companies now sure you know and the wrestling has been delivering i think there's just a whole lot of wrestling and it's it's not yeah you only have so much time to watch stuff you know now i i, I will say axiom always 
always have time to watch his matches. Yeah. I, I have definitely become a fan. As much as I clown the the stuff before, just dude, he's he's awesome. Just so so clean. And Wes at this point, the, all the stuff he's been through, I'm seeing him each time, each time as a viable like main character going yeah. forward. So love it. You then have this voiceover that says, <laughs> I can see you crystal clear. I can see everything. I see the hidden corners of your mind. I know you. And scripts comes flying off the top rope. But this time Axiom scouts him and super kicks him in the face. And the crowd go wild. And yeah, it, it was a cool spot <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, Cause he kind of leaps out of nowhere and just gets caught. And then I didn't, hear what axiom said and vic says i don't know if you heard what he said there over the standing ovation but axioms and then we cut to nathan <laughs> they, Fraser. They cut him what did he say? we'll never know it was from my i got it as it axiom being like i don't give a fuck about you yeah. like i almost thought this was ending that story leave like, me we alone might have one match or something but it's axioms like nah i ain't dealing with this yeah, we were saying the silly stuff, and then yeah. this fucking guy, this fucking Cirque du Soleil. But the crowd did lose their mind at this kick. It was they it was chanted Axiom like nonstop after he won. I think he's definitely become a favorite of the people who do watch NXT regularly and the people who go to these shows yeah. regularly. Because again, if he's on the card, at least you got one match on there that was like, oh man, this yeah. guy's good. So guy to watch is definitely him and Wes. So the story though should be he beats him. Actually, like uh, the story should be eventually he is the Axiom guy. Eventually, yeah, I, I would say that yeah. is that. Like he he then has to go back up the Not ranks. Joe Coffee, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coffee Axiom, the, the Gallus Prophecy, the Green Prophecy, <laughs> the Green, the Gallus boys on top. Yeah, look it. We uh, go backstage to Nathan. We didn't Fraser. give a fuck about scripts there, by the way. We were like, anyways, you is that over? Yeah, cool. Yeah, great. good. I <laughs> hope it's never. We never see him again. Uh, we go to Nathan Fraser, who's asked about kind of... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> is is Scripps trying to threaten Axiom that he's going to, like, reveal his identity? That's what it sounded like in the promo. I know you. I know who you are. And that's why Axiom kicks him. Like, no, no, oh, shut maybe. the fuck up. You're not telling anybody. Axiom's like, yeah, well, I know who the fuck you are, too. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie. It's then revealed, and it's like it's not a kid at it's all. Not it's, either of them. It's this Tank Ledger guy we're about <laughs> yeah, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Tank Ledger and scripts is over Femi. What was this? <laughs> it's just like, hey, here's some new people where you're going to see soon. Well, I wonder if you mentioned the breakout tournament earlier. I think yeah. it's about time we get another one of them. Okay. So maybe they're just starting to do these packages to show your new class of Danny Palmer, uh, a woman wrestler, uh, a guy named. Would you, Tank you... Ledger and Oba Femi. Okay. Um, yeah, so just say coming to NXT. But yeah, that's kind of what I I think. It's been a while since we've had a breakout tournament. And I think it if they're going to start introducing new people, it's like PC performance set, t- center recruits, right? Yeah. Um, we go to Nathan Fraser backstage, who's asked about his loss. And he says... Um, that stand and deliver marks the beginning of the year, even though it's in April. So I didn't start the year on a good note, but I am hoping to grow from this. Mackenzie says, wow, you're 24 and you're wise beyond your years. He says, well, when you have a moment of enlightenment, your perspective changes and your reality changes. And then he goes, whoa, 
I'm pretty sure that is what happened to me. Oh, so pretty sure that was a haiku. What is what is he talking about here? Something happened. Is to he him? now like Tyler? Everything, Bates? everywhere, all at once. Like he's just in that interview. He's gone and and like replayed the match different ways and one. And now he sees his like clear path or something. Oh, it's like he's hanging out with Tyler Bate doing it's, yoga. Yeah, doing some psychedelics or something. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure what he meant here, but... But he- I sniff a s- silly gimmick. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, no. A multiverse gimmick or something? Is that what you're trying to so, Something, or like, yeah, because it was the way he was suddenly like... Enlightened. Oh, like, oh, no, I'm... Moment I'm okay. of clarity. I've had a moment of clarity. So it's it's going to be some, like, yeah, manifesting or... So this guy's great too, man. I, he he says twenty four. He looks a lot younger than he he is, but like he's awesome and trained by Seth Rollins. You'd figure he's got a spot ready yeah. for him somewhere sometime. But well, he does need something to go. Like that's what they gave Axiom a lucha mathlete gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> dropped the mathlete and just luchador kind of. He doesn't really have anything, so maybe they do need to give him something. Well, they put him in Chase U for like two weeks, didn't they? Yeah. So his girlfriend Thea. Yeah, so now now they're trying to figure out something else. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be some sort of weird... weird I will thing. say, it is it has always been the fun part of NXT, kind of seeing like the stars before stars, and I, I do see it with this guy as well. Like, uh, he's, he's I mean, good. like, down the line, Seth Rollins versus this guy yeah. is definitely a feud you could do. He'll retire, Seth Rollins. They, they've brought up a the lot. Seth Rollins... Like, he does the Phoenix Splash, he does a... His gear is very Seth Rollins-esque and that kind of thing. Um, So next week, we've got the rematch for the NXT Women's Tag Team uh, titles. Cora Jade will appear live. We've got Von Wagner versus... uh, I've got Von Wagner versus Von here. Sorry. Von Wagner versus Ilya. (laughs) And we've got the MVP trophy presentation. Uh, Will Chase, you get MVP to award the MVP award, do you think? <laughs> that would be pretty funny, but... Yeah. The, was there, is there any other... Uh, we Rest in peace, Lanny Poffo. I was going to say, any other, like, school... Matt Stryker? Yeah, Matt Stryker. Like, you know, like, other school-related teaching, teaching um, things? The, wasn't there uh, the Dean? Dean... Oh, yeah. It was the Dean gimmick. Or, Dean... Yeah, he's it's... passed away, too, right? Is that Mike Awesome? No, was it... Uh, fuck. Who is the Dean? The Samantha Smart on WoW. Big fan of her as well. If you know, you know. Not Dean Malenko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get Dean Malenko. Shane and... Douglas. Shane Douglas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wait, yeah. Did I just confuse Mike Awesome as the Dean with Mike Douglas? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think so. Mike Douglas? Shane Douglas. Who's Mike Douglas' uh, actor? Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> You're just on... No, I call him Mike. He's Mike to me. <laughs> Michael Douglas. So Michael Douglas is going to be awarding Duke Hudson. You lost me. Yeah, you lost me now. I'm officially broken down. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Well, let's just get to the Mellow celebration. The Melibration, which I'm pretty sure Carmella said as well, hasn't she? Melibration? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Um, They say, uh, we're at the house that Kobe... uh, Sorry, at Stand and Deliver, at the house that Kobe built, the Staples Center. Sorry, Crypto.com. I did stand and deliver... I am the NXT champion, and I am him. Trick says, this is the him era. And since day one, uh, Mello says, I stopped chasing championships, and I attracted them. It's a celebration, and I'd like to give Bron Breaker his flowers. He deserves it. He's one of my toughest opponents, 
And on the, the build to this match, I wasn't the same mellow. I had to give him my respects. And I'd like to call you out if you're back there. At the end of the match, you presented me your championship, and that was really cool of you. I don't know what the future has in store for you, but from me and everyone in NXT, thank you. And we get thank you, break a chance. Uh, that's when Bron has come out and he talks. He says, I appreciate that. That title holds great legacy. There's always a time that the champion gets defeated and I had to pass the torch in the most respectful way. Champion did the same for me and I'll do the same for you. And NXT is just as much about the superstars as it is the NXT universe. And we hear those mellow chants week after week and give it up for your new NXT champion, Carmelo Hayes. And as Bron's about to leave, Mello stops him and says, hey, offers his hand. Bron shakes it. They hug. Bron raises his hand in the air and then clotheslines him. He turns to Trick, hits his military press slam, and then a huge spear to Mello, like knocking him right out of his shoes. Yeah, big spear. As we go off the air. Yeah, a little confusing now, I'd say. Uh... You started off the show. Well, okay. Well, let's rewind to a few weeks ago, actually. Carmelo, who's been a heel for, mm-hmm. I don't know, two years, maybe now, uh, all of a sudden started acting like a baby face since given the big opportunity for the title match at Braun at San Deliver. No heel turn leading into it. A pretty, like, just baby face versus baby face feud story and match until we got to the match when. He taps out when the ref is down, and then his friend Trick hits Braun with the title, which didn't cost him the title just then and there, but a little while later, he ended up winning anyway. So it did. He tapped, and then his friend helped him. They erased that from the beginning of the episode of NXT, and then they just pretend like they don't mention it at all when then Braun just hits it. And I think if you didn't watch Stand and Deliver and you just watched the recap and watched this end, it would be fine. Yeah. But I found. I found Mello, like, having seen the match, I found Mello very kind of insincere in a way because he's there. And I'm like, also think, Bron, why are you... Why did you give him the title at the end? Why are you... Yeah, he like, cheated. You, you've got a genuine gripe with this guy. Um, yeah, I, I just think they... I think they fucked up on Saturday with that. And I think if you just had the clean win... Um, I think this would have made a whole lot of sense. You do the respect angle, you do the passing of the torch, and then Bron attacks. I think they're playing off the fact that people think Bron is moving up. And they're like, actually, we this is developmental. We'd probably like to see him as a heel. And let's let's try and stretch those muscles a bit before moving up. So I like the idea of now mellow face, Bron heel. But it... I, they just missed a beat, didn't they? Yeah, it feels it feels a bit messy. It feels like there's something not connecting, and that's with me who watch every week and yeah. watch the show and watch everything. So it is a bit, uh, just a bit of a miss, I think, that they did this the wrong way. If anything, it could have been at the pay per view when Braun is like viciously beating him, or or Braun thinks he hasn't beaten, like breaks it up, or there's so many different things and 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 like things to lean on in wrestling that. This was the complete wrong way to go about it with the way they acted the whole night. I bet you this isn't – I don't even know if this is it, Braun turning heel. Is it Carmelo being like, no, I was being a dick and that's why. It's it's not – No, this to me felt like a big double turn. Okay. Yeah. And I think we'll get the rematch at Battleground probably. Right. Okay. Um, maybe on TV before. I see it being at Battleground though. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see how Braun does as a heel. Um, I think he's – 
he is kind of explosive enough with his moves that he could be a pretty like good heel. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I think he's. Uh, I'd like to see how it goes, and I, I, I think this story, as I said, would have been absolutely fine if you didn't do the tap. If you didn't do, the yeah, tap would have made shot. total sense. Everything would be fine, but I, I'm interested to see these two do it again with the roles kind of reversed, um, and Breaker stays, which kind of makes me think. I look at the people that weren't on the show. Um, if Breaker's sticking around, I I do see Waller moving up. Right. Yeah, we need to move some people up there, so that would make sense. But there, there's a few. Uh, I mean, we're recording this, obviously, Tuesday night, and there could be SmackDown. There could be things going on in, in that regard and, and stuff. But uh, Braun is a heel going forward. Sure. I, I thought it would, could have been time for him to, to go up or mm-hmm. him him. I don't know who else. Roxanne, I guess, could be one. Uh, Roxanne, Mako, Waller. Mako, yeah. The three, let's go. I'd say. Yeah. And then, and then I, I kind of think pretty deadly as well. Yeah. Because I, I don't think there's much interest. Their in wrestling isn't there, but the, the everything else the is already enough, there. Yeah. Like yeah. The talking is 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 great. But yeah, that was NXT this week. A bit of a hangover episode, but still like wet my whistle with some wrestling, whether it was Dragon Lee and Nathan Frazier or Wesley and uh, Axiom. So I still get my thing. Like that's that's okay with NXT for me. If I didn't have to do a show, I'd still check it out simply because I know most weeks, if there's a lot of stuff that I don't necessarily ca- care about or filler, there is still scattered within like some great, great in-ring action. Yeah, I thought this is a pretty good episode. I think w- both of us are a bit burnt out from this this crazy weekend but yeah definitely those two matches were were great and you got a big angle at the end there um indie i'm gonna be interested to see how hot this nxt women's title run is i think we're just flipping it onto cora <laughs> um but yeah we've got we've got a little bit of direction going into standard liver and maybe this time next week we'll be talking about some uh, some call-ups for SmackDown because we didn't get any on Raw. But yeah. I, I kind of feel we might see someone on SmackDown in the next couple of weeks. Hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, join our Facebook page and Facebook group Poison Rana because on Tuesday nights we post a feedback thread there and we'll read your feedback, your comments and questions about NXT. We go to Chris Masterson who writes in, I have zero feedback for NXT tonight because I didn't get to watch it. But I did just find out that I'm part Canadian and part English, so I felt like sharing that with the team. Ah, Congratulations. So he's, he's us. A British Canuck. Yeah. Then we go to... Yeah, do you want to... I've lost it. Oh, Fire Frank. Fire Frank, there we go. He says, quite an eventful episode coming off stand and deliver. Dragon and Fraser and Wes Axiom were both great, and Indy got a first defense out the way and has two more lined up now with Tiff and Cora. Sounds good. And we've got Mello solidify as a face and seemingly keeping trick with him, which is great news. Braun getting some experience as a heel is just the crowd was starting to turn on him on him is probably a good thing as well. We shall see. Overall, entertaining addition. And finally, we go to Magan, who says a strong fallout episode from Stan and Deliver. Braun broke bad and it gives Mello the perfect excuse to go babyface. Two great matches in Axiom Wesley and Dragon Lee Nathan Fraser. Cora Jade made a noteworthy return, and Indy Hartwell got to cement herself as the women's champion. Uh, probably a four-way at Battleground is in the cards. It's what I needed after the clusterfuck, clusterfuck that was Raw after Mania. I'd like to think it was an, an anomaly. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we will see. Uh, and yeah, 
overall okay episode of NXT. I enjoyed Stand and Deliver. I still enjoyed watching tonight's episode. I think with things moving forward with new champions can lead in different directions and different matchups and storylines. Definitely excites. It does feel like still like a new kind of chapter moving on from kind of where we've been. So I'm always into that. Um, but their next pay-per-view, the next PLE of NXT mm. is Battleground. And Shawn Michaels thought it would be a great idea to put it on the same night as AEW Double or Nothing. Yeah, which is just disappointing for your fans. Come on. Yeah. We, we want to support everything. Um, we will be doing a show for that, but uh, we are also hoping to do uh, some more events. And we we're kind of got our eyes on Double or Nothing. So likely we'll be doing our NXT post show on the Monday. <laughs> You hear that? The NXT podcasts are still just going to watch Double or Nothing. I, I It was announced first. Sorry, yeah. Sean. That's just mean, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Who, like, really? You needed to do one. That was the day you chose. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Great stuff. Thanks, Sean. Love you. But, yeah, that is the truth. We, we'll still be doing it, but we're probably going to choose Double or Nothing. Unless we can somehow have half the bar playing one pay-per-view and half the bar playing NXT. We're still going to have to note it and watch it. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would be easier to... Yeah. We could do that. We can do that. It's but... possible, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so lots of wrestling. The wrestling never stops. Nope. As a wrestling fan, it just keeps going and going. There's no other... Imagine a show just like, hey, season premiere. Sorry, season finale and then the next night. Anyways, here's the season premiere. Yeah. <laughs> the news. <season>. Yes. <laughs> That's how wrestling works. And yeah. It just is nonstop. And then you got the summer coming around the corner where people want to be outside more. And baseball and sports and, oh, man, lots of stuff going on. But, hey, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to listen to us here today, tonight, whenever it may be for you. Thank you. Appreciate you people. Again, shout out everyone at postwrestling.com. Shout out anyone who showed up to our WrestleMania watch party or helped us with it in any way. We love you people and our Poison Pals, our NXT friends. We will be back next Tuesday night covering NXT with whatever happens off after that. We'll be going live here on the post feed. But go check out Poison Rana. Search that in your podcast or YouTube and hit that subscribe and download and check out all the other shows we did. We mentioned our WrestleMania weekend roundup show chatting. Everything from both nights of a awesome WrestleMania. I'm pretty sure we go off on for like 20 plus minutes on Sami Zayn and KO versus the Usos, oh, yeah. and just how much we gush over that. Uh, plus, over on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Poison Rana, we have a review of WrestleMania 11 up, 19 up, plus 500 podcasts from the past few years. There, uh, technically up next, turned five years old this past weekend. It turns five on Saturday. Wow! So eighth. five years yeah. now of 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 us doing some NXT podcasts, which is just absolutely crazy. So. Uh, thank you guys and follow us and, and all that stuff at Poison Rana Pod Twitter Instagram for all the updates because our Patreon show this week we're going to be doing a best match ever Rey Mysterio from all outside of WWE but for free the Rey Mysterio WWE best match ever we're doing so go look for that over on that feed but lots of podcasts lots of stuff follow our socials for everything we do and I guess we're going to do that Mario movie it could be pretty fun yeah uh, okay <laughs> Whatever, whatever you say. I've been defeated and brought down. Thank you, everybody. I myself, Brain Harrington. You can find me Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Bray D, and I am at Davy Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe and uh, happy wrestling and more wrestling and never enough 
fucking wrestling. Ahoy! 